5 WKHS Wharton. When you think about the future, how are you spending your time? What problems do you want to solve? What career paths exist and how will you get there? Get the inside scoop on college and career options. Let's plan your future. This is College and Career Corner. Welcome to this week's installment of College and Career Corner. I'm your host, Andra Anderson, Program Coordinator for Next Generation Scholars. I am particularly excited for our guest today, somebody that I have had the fortune of meeting really just in the past week, right? Right. Like maybe a week ago, two weeks ago. We have Beth Hill with us today. Thank you so much for being here. I'm delighted. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, could you start by telling us what it is that you, you do in the Kent County community or the area? I am an employee for the University of Maryland, and I am an educator in the 4-H program, which is our youth development program with the university. So I am situated right here in Kent County, uh, working with students both in um, after school time uh, through 4-H clubs, but also in school programming like today. That's awesome. I, I love it. And I'm super excited to have you on board as a volunteer for our programming this year as well. So really excited to connect you with, with more students in the area. Well, I'm excited as well. Um, career development is something I could have used as a young person. So I'm happy to help work on it with others. That's awesome. And we know for students, it's all about connections, right? Like however many individuals that can influence them or, or help them realize their passions, which is actually what we're going to talk about today. So exactly. <laughs> we're going to kind of dive into, we have, uh, Beth has prepared a list of five different ways how to kind of turn your passion into a career, which I think is applicable not only for our students, but really for anybody at any stage in their, in their career. Because maybe, especially in the last year, somebody's decided, I don't like the job that I'm in anymore, or maybe that job... <laughs> no longer exists or something along those lines. So we can think we can all really use this information. But before we dive into all of that, uh, there's a little journey I like to take with all of our guests on the College and Career Corner show. Okay. Thinking back to high school, like let's take that journey back. Maybe you were a junior or a senior in high school. What did you think you wanted to pursue? And uh, I've always known I wanted to go into the entomology field, which is the study of insects. Um, I'm very thankful to my father who introduced me to the outside world and plants and animals. And I just latched on to the insect end of things. So I spent a lot of time in my childhood in doing insect-related things. So by the time I reached um, the, the time in high school when I was looking for a career and a college, I knew I wanted to go into entomology. So that really limited my choices in college um, choices because there's only so many universities that offer entomology as an undergraduate degree. So I was really limited to our big land grant universities, which it's ironic that I come back and now work for the University of Maryland, our land grant university, um, because that's where you can get undergraduate education in entomology. So, but I really thought I was gonna work in a lab. Ah. I thought I was going to be doing all those kinds of studies and experiments and things like that. Even though my parents are both teachers, I'm like, nope, not going into the teaching field. I'm going to be in a laboratory. <laughs> um, and as you can tell, that didn't, <laughs> didn't exactly <happen>. go <laughs> as planned. Yeah. <laughs> 
So even though I had that passion for entomology, I'm going to talk about uh, a couple things that helped influence my decision. Mm. But I really thought that's what I was going to do. I was going to spend that time in the lab. And, and going by the, some of the things that happened in my life, I realized that education was really where I wanted to be. So here I am. Yeah, <laughs> I've been here a 4-H you are. educator now for um, almost 30 years. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for that. I know it's, it's important programming. It's important for students and their development and making those important connections as well. Um, so since high school, I knew you wanted to get into entomology. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's amazing. But, you know, kind of maybe thought working more in a lab versus <clears throat> versus uh, focusing on education. So I, I think it's important for students to hear that, to understand, like, they still have choices after high school. They still have opportunities to explore possible paths that it's not set in stone, really. Exactly. And and I think you can go both ways. There are going to be young people or even adults that aren't quite sure what they want to do. So you've got to find that direction, mm-hmm. that goal, that passion. But also, even if you already have that passion, you have to be flexible. Mm. Flexible in trying to figure out what direction that you, it may be okay to steer and go in another direction, yeah. even if it's within the passion. So here's somebody, you know, I grew up loving insects my whole life. I had to be flexible in my interests because I ended up realizing that that was not exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. And it was okay. Yes. Um, and so, you know, that flexibility in, in looking at your, at your future and knowing you're probably not going to be doing the same thing for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. that you have to have that flexibility built into your ideas of a career. Yeah. And even we're just trying to have students understand that excuse me that right now we're just worried about that next step what is the best next step for you to take that maybe might open a door to something else Mm -hmm. so before we dive into this list Mm -hmm. what is something that you want people to know about the work that you do something that maybe people don't don't realize about the work that you do working with 4-H and working with the University of Maryland um, that's a great question. Um, I don't often get asked that. So, well, hey, um, I like asking those questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, as, a, as a somebody who works with young people, I mean, here at, at the high school and in our school systems, you get the pleasure of seeing that spark, that thing that you do that helps inspire someone, a young person in this case, to realize a direction to realize a skill that they have to um understand or realize a passion that they may be developing or didn't know that they have and then be able to build on that and move forward um in 4-h we do i know our our bread and butter is our animal science projects but we have everything from shooting sports to robotics to all kinds of stem related activities to home arts to all kinds of things and my, I feel my job is to give kids the opportunity to explore as many of those things as possible so that they can realize, yes, I do like to do this. I don't like to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then they can kind of adjust their interests and in what they do based on those things that they have experienced. So I really feel that's my job to try and find, help kids find that path and find that passion that they are looking for. That's amazing. So that's a great segue to dive right into this list of Mm -hmm. how to turn a passion into a career. 
So what do you think is the first step? What do what would you suggest for somebody looking to turn their passion into a career? Okay. Well, if you already have a passion or several, um, <laughs> whether it's sports, whether it's um, uh, medicine, radio, in this case here, mm -hmm. right here in the studio, um, it could be fashion design, it could be anything, uh, whatever that passion is, then figuring out what direction you need to take, what background information do you need, what things do you need to do to help build that passion. So I get a lot of kids who, who tell me uh, they want to be a veterinarian. Mm. And, and so how do you build on that passion for animals? Um, so they may love animals. Do they want to be a veterinarian or do they want to go in some other direction? So finding out what that passion truly means um, and then finding a journey, a goal to get them to where they want to go. If you don't have an interest already, so let's say you're a young person you're like I don't, I don't i don't really have anything i'm passionate about mm -hmm. well maybe video games you you play a lot of video games with friends so that technically is a passion so then what can you do in that realm that may be able to be developed into some kind of career goal career choice or some schooling that could make it into a career choice mm -hmm. so i think everybody has something maybe you're good at art maybe you're good at writing well, then transferring that and how do you make that into something that you would want to do for the rest of your life? And, and the goal is really, yes, you want to be productive. You want to have a career. You want to support yourself. But you also want to love what you do. Right. And that's why taking a passion or something that you're very interested in and trying to turn it into career is so important because that way you're going to enjoy the life that you have chosen, that you're not going to be spending every day going, I, I don't want to even get up and go to work. Mm. That's not what you want. You want to find something that you are truly going to enjoy. And you mentioned right before we started that um, we're seeing lots of people change their career paths. Oh, yeah. Because during the pandemic, people had the opportunity to maybe explore other career options. And that has happened with a lot of adults. Mm -hmm. um, as they look and explore, maybe they weren't so happy in their job. And they're giving themselves that opportunity to, to look for that passion mm -hmm. that may give them a more satisfactory career trajectory. Yeah. I love one of the exercises that, that our volunteers have done with students is ask, like, what is the perfect job? What does that <laughs> look like? What is the ideal job? And students would rattle off a list and all on that list includes like want to show up to it, enjoy myself, feel like I'm fulfilling a, a something meaningful, you exactly. know, like I'm pr producing something or giving back to the world in some in some positive way. So and I think that's true of any age, any age wants to do that. And I think some people have had that, you know, realization this past year of because maybe their daily routine shifted and they're like, wait a minute, I'm not happy. <laughs> you know, what can right. I do? So let's say they're at this point, they're not happy with where they are or they're trying to, maybe it's a young person trying to identify, okay, I really like art. What can I do with that as a career? So then how do they go from there? Well, my feeling is, and what, what I try to encourage students to do is to then, if you feel that, um, I'm going to use the, the animals veterinarian example. If you feel that that is the, the passion you have and the direction you want to take, then what are the steps that are going to get you to that goal? Mm -hmm. So can you have an internship? Mm -hmm. Can you, at, at 
a veterinarian office or um, the Humane Society, which is which you could get an, uh, potentially an internship there, or volunteer. Find an organization that has the 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 same passion or interest that you have, and volunteer there. Really see if that is something you want to do. Looking for summer work or part time work um, out of your school time. That's another way to get into a field that you may be interested in and then really figure out, yes, that is the what I want to do, or maybe huh, I have these goals, but now that I'm in, in the midst of it, I don't know that that's for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I've had students um, or kids that will come back and they're like, I don't like the sight of blood. Yeah. Well, if you think you're going to be a veterinarian, <laughs> nope, <laughs> that's probably not the direction you want to go in if, if that's not something you can handle. Um, or dealing with animal waste or whatever the, the, the thing may be um, that you discover through these opportunities. Um, the one nice thing in, in 4-H is we allow kids to do projects. Mm-hmm. And that, again, gives them that career and, and project exploration that can kind of help them determine what direction they may want to go in. Um, so, yeah, before you commit to you know, eight years of veterinary school and lots of money and and determining the college that you want to go to or the the school, the trade school, anything that you want to go to, try it out first. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you're, it's not that you can't change once you've made that decision, but it's a whole lot easier to figure out when you're in high school that you don't like a potential career choice than when you're in the midst of, you've already gone to two years of school or you've put that internship in and then you realize that that's not the direction that you want to head in. So doing a little do a little homework and, and trying to put yourself in that experience will certainly help. What about those individuals who are in a job and they're trying to find another job? How do you suggest like what they're trying to work maybe full time, how can they work toward their passion? What well, um, I know there's lots of, of tools out there to aptitudes and things like that that can help you explore, mm-hmm. research, do some research, um, but make it credible research too, not just, you know, Googling and <laughs> saying. <laughs> this one person in the corner of the internet said I could do this. So. That's right. <laughs> um, so if you truly want to um, look at a change or, again, you don't have a passion and you're trying to find it, um, do some research. But go to credible places. Look at um, career opportunities. Are, are the government sets up very nice websites as well, the Department of Labor, that can allow you to explore careers, look at salaries, things like that, that might spark your interest, that something that you may not have thought of. Talk to people. Talk to those people around you that may have a career or something, and you're like, what do you like about your job? Why did you choose this? Um, even... For here, students here at the at the high school or at other students, um, talk to your teachers. Yeah, you know, I, I, they they can help you explore some of those things that you may be interested in as well, and maybe be able to tell you what you're good at. Yes, you know, um, you may not think that you're a good writer, but yet you you may have a teacher that say, you know, you're really good at that. Yes, here's something that you might want to try. I'm definitely experiencing that right now, working with seniors on the application process, where they have to fill in their activities section and talk about their skills and write a resume, and they're like, "What? I'm not good at anything." And I'm like, "What about this?" Or we start to think back to like ninth grade, tenth grade, and 
the sports that they were involved in or the awards that they received. And they were like, oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and sometimes it just takes a look, you know, takes that person to help you look at yourself. Right. And say, you know, exactly what are those things that you've done and, and um, that you're good at, that you may be able to look in that di- in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, OK, so maybe you're identi- you've identified the interest or passion to mm-hmm. pursue. You've done some volunteer work or some part time work or a side hustle to kind of figure out. <laughs> <laughs> is this something I want to spend more time doing? And you said yes. Then what? Well, um, again, I think you want to look at the breadth of a career choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, let's go back to the veterinarian example. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you realize that you're not as strong in some things that you would need to become a full veterinary doctor. Mm-hmm. But there are other options in the veterinary field. There's technicians. There's you could run a, a um, animal rescue. You could do it, you know, there are, are other options in the animal fields that you can explore. So again, doing some of that research, even if it's a field that you feel very comfortable with and you're like, oh, no, I know I'm going to go in this direction. Well, then look at the look at the breadth and the and the opportunities within that career field. Because I have a entomolo- an entomology background, and I teach a lot of entomology courses and career days and things like that. I like to give um, young people, even in a field like entomology, I thought I was going to work in a lab. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only thing you can do if you have a passion in entomology. So I came up with a list that has 40-some careers, 42 oh, wow. careers. In entomology. Wow. If you had a passion for insects. I mean, everything from fashion design, jewelry design to a doctor, an epidemiologist, or something that looks at insect disease, carried diseases, to working in a lab, to being a teacher, to being a a writer, um, a journalist that focuses on how insects affect humans or agriculture or things like that. Um, So there's looking at the breadth of a possible career opportunity may lead you in a direction that you may not have thought of. Can we talk about one that you have on this list for entomology? A chef? A what? A chef? For entomology? You can become a chef? Oh, a chef. Yeah. Oh, um, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to hear. Um, a chef, yes. So insects, to me, are the wave of the future of our food supply. Uh, I think we're going to see be seeing more and more insects as a source of protein as the population of the world grows. Yeah. Um, insects are a great source of protein. Um, I don't think you're going to see grasshoppers and mealworms <laughs> and crickets on your salad, but I think you're, what you are going to see is certainly insect um, uh, protein sources coming into our food, whether it's already manufactured, flowers, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so how, as a future chef, would you incorporate that future food supply mm-hmm. or food source into the dishes that you're going to create? There was an, uh, um, a whole restaurant in New York City that was based on insect dishes, mm-hmm. that the food uh, on the menu was, was based on, on all insects. So Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so a very specific, but yet not something if you were thinking of insects, you would say, well, I want to be a sh- I like cooking too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to combine insects and being a chef. Probably not going to float to the top of your list when you're thinking of career choices in entomology, but yet it's out there. And it just takes a little bit of exploration to kind of figure that out. 
And even we just uh, had a, a college visit this morning and provided a statistic that I hadn't heard before that basically suggested a, it was a large number. Do you? I, I don't remember how large it was, maybe even 60% of the students who are going to be going through college in the next four to six years are going to have jobs that don't even exist yet, mm-hmm. like job exactly. titles that are that we don't even know about yet. So maybe you decide, I want to become a veterinarian, or maybe you decide, I want to work with animals. You don't really want to be a vet. You don't really know what the options are. There could be a job title in the future that you don't even know about yet. So I love that, like, flexible, when you were saying be flexible, I love that idea of, like, I want to pursue maybe something with animals, but I don't know exactly what that looks like yet. Right. Exactly. And so that flexibility is going to be important as you look forward. Flexible now as you try and figure out your career choices, but also flexibility in your work career because whether it's, you know, flexibility when you're in college or school, extra schooling, um, being willing to get extra training because I think that's you're not going to have that option. All of us have to be trained in our job for new technologies, new um, jobs that may come out. Mm-hmm. So having that flexible, I'm I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it for the next forty years is probably not a realistic way to look at things anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think young people would probably just. <laughs> cringe if they thought that they would have to do the the same thing for the next 40 years. Um, but having that flexibility and knowing that you're going to have to be that way um, throughout your career is probably a good way to go into your selection of a career and knowing that you're just going to have to do that. That's just going to be part of, of your work life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And then what else? So we've identified the passion. We've started working, volunteering. <laughs> We've been researching, trying to figure out, okay, what are some jobs I might not know about or talking to people? We're open-minded, trying to be flexible. What else? Well, my last point was to, to be realistic. Um, there may be, as you're choosing what direction, um, at, along with flexibility, some of those realistic choices or realities may come into play. Our financial limitations, maybe as you choose a school, Um, Yes, you may want to go to the most expensive school out there, but that may not be the reality that you're able to pull that off. So have the flexibility to choose something else that might get you there eventually, but um, you have some of that realism built in. Um, And to understand that not every part of even a a most passionate career choice, you're not going to love every second of every minute of your job. There's gonna be things that you don't particularly enjoy. It could be paperwork. It could be the technology training. Maybe that's not your favorite thing. But those are things that you're going, and being realistic, understanding that there are gonna be parts of your job that are not gonna be as fun as the others. But the key to having, I think, a passionate and fulfilling work life is for those good things, those things you really do enjoy and really want to do outweigh the ones that do not. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's a, that's probably something you have to look at yourself and say, what is that passion? And am I going to really enjoy what I do every day? Um, and if not, then maybe the flexibility to choose something else or go in a different way. Yeah, I love that. That realistic idea of 
you're not going to, it's not going to be a hundred percent of the time, maybe 90% of the time you love it. You love the gold, <laughs> you love the outcome, you love the idea, but there's that dreaded paperwork or some new technology you need to learn. Or for, for me, for example, with, um, I, I love teaching fitness classes, but there's rain. Like we got rained out last night in the middle of our class. Like, I don't love that. <laughs> it was kind of fun though, but there, there's going to be some you know, major ups and downs within, mm-hmm. even if it's the thing that you feel like you were meant to do, right. there's going to be a, a, an aspect of it that might be, might be hard. And there might be, you know, you might be tested a little bit. And I think most of us go into a job idealistically that it's just going to be hopefully the most wonderful thing that you can do and are ever going to do. But having that just a little bit of sense of realism in knowing that there there are some realities to a job that you have to pay taxes and that you <laughs> all those other things that may come with the job. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I love this list and I think it's so timely because we are speaking with students about making their next step, the seniors especially, but even juniors want to have the conversation and sophomores and I don't think it's ever too early to start thinking about your future. Nope. Um, as like I said, I found my passion very, very early on in my life. Mm-hmm. I felt very fortunate that that was the reality for me. I know that is not the reality for a lot of people, and they mm-hmm. struggle to find that thing that they they truly enjoy. Um, a lot of kids, um, I do, I do um, career. I, I was a character coach at the middle school, mm-hmm. and I one of the sessions I always had the kids tell me what their career goals were. And I would get so many children who wanted to have something in a sports field. Yes. Um, And it was often a professional sport. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you that you can't do that. Because there are people who go from their passion as a young person and build it into their professional professional sports career. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, it's a very short percentage, a very small percentage of folks that can do that. But how do you take that sports passion then? for basketball or football or baseball or lacrosse or whatever it is and turn it into something you will do if you love sports that much. Mm -hmm. So, and then what are those career goals and steps to get you there? So it's all, it's all just kind of exploration and figuring out where, what's good for you. Yeah. And talking to people and being open to, to suggestion and open to trying it out. Like you were saying with volunteering or getting a part-time job or whatever it might be. It's been really it's been really interesting having connections with students at the middle school level and now I'm working with them as seniors and seeing how that has changed. A lot of them had those aspirations of, I'm going to be a star <laughs> athlete. Like, obviously, Miss Anderson, like, you see me, right? Like, I'm going to be amazing. I'm like, yeah, you are. But now they're like, okay, maybe I can become a trainer. Maybe I can become, you know, go into sports management. Maybe there's something that I can still every single day be part of this sport but in a different capacity exactly and even just manufacturing sports equipment or you know Mm -hmm. there's a a designer who designs even better the the sports or the sports equipment of the future yeah um you know safety aspects of sports and things like that so there are lots of lots of directions you can head in but i don't think kids always look at that so that's where that exploration Mm -hmm. and research into your passion can help you figure out those things that you may not have considered. Absolutely. I love that. I love this list. It's such a great list of how to turn your passion into a career. (laughs) So coming from this, or or maybe, you know, if we can speak directly to those seniors who are making that next step, what's your best advice for them to like make that next step 
as they go on their journey to leave high school environment, move on to the next step? Just continue to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you if you stop that exploration or stop that interest in moving forward, you have to see yourself as in a future in a future life. And you can't just because you don't want to graduate from <laughs> high school or you don't want to go to college to just stagnate. Mm-hmm. It, um, it is so. My advice would be to keep moving forward. If you don't want college, then what are the other options for you? Can you go to a trade school or a community college to explore maybe some things that you are interested in? Can you go get a certification or a training that's going to help you move in a direction? Mm -hmm. But just stalling and stopping is probably the worst thing. So my advice is just to keep going. Keep exploring. If you haven't found it yet, it's out there for you. You just have to figure out what it is. And if you can't do it on your own, ask for help. Absolutely. Guidance counselors. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, career uh, persons like yourself who are going <laughs> to help you find that career. Yeah. Colleges will help you find your careers. Absolutely. Uh, Chesapeake does it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are folks there that can help you if you are struggling and figuring out what that passion is for you. Yeah, I love that. Are, are there any projects or any things that you are working on right now that you are particularly excited about? Um. I, we're always doing stuff in 4-H. We just had a, a really great uh, community event where kids were able to explore vehicles down at our 4-H park. So that, that was really fun to see the excitement and enthusiasm in long, young people as they learn to explore something a little different. Um, but there's always things like that that are going on. Um, I do a lot of um, career preparation type things with, with some of my 4-Hers as well as they start to transition into um, these same things that the high school students are doing. Mm -hmm. So just working with them is just really a lot of fun. Yeah. And are you kind of transitioning back into those in-person events? And how was the past year with, did you do any virtual? As as most of the kids understand, um, education over Zoom is, or (laughs) any other virtual format is is not as ideal. as being in person and and having those hands-on experiences but we're getting back there Mm -hmm. Uh, yes we are back in person as far as 4-h is concerned Um, and so that has allowed us to to build some of those things uh, continue practicing if it's if it's a practice uh, type of thing we do shooting sports in 4-h so um, you know archery and things like that getting out on the range again and Mm -hmm. and pulling that bow and and um, you know, actually doing the the stuff instead of just looking at it on a computer. There is definitely a place for that, and we're not going to go away from it. Um, there's useful tools digi- virtually, but the hands-on experiences are what gets us into our into our passions. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you and all of your advice and energy, and I'm so excited to continue connecting you with Kent County High School students. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. We will be back next week with another episode. And until then, maybe do a little research into what interests and passions might be able to turn into a career. 91.5 WKHS Warden.